lost the weight upon my shoulder. Now it's easier to walk. I can see the road before me. I am not afraid. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, it would really help us out if you could write a review wherever you listen, share it with a friend and give it a star rating and click follow or subscribe in whatever app you listen in. All that really helps us out. And also if you are not following us on Instagram and Facebook, you can follow along at beautiful shifts underscore podcast. And that's where we share our current and upcoming episodes, photos of our guests and other fun content. So thank you. Yep. Thanks. Welcome to our last episode of the season. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. We've had so much fun. And Mm -hmm. actually, I forgot how many episodes have we done? Like 30? It'll be 36, I think. This will be number 36. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. 37. This will be 37. That's Because Jeffrey and Bryce was 36. Yeah. Wow. So we've done a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like yesterday we just kind of came up with the idea to do the podcast. I know. It went by fast. I remember thinking, like, are we going to have enough people and now we're yeah. like can't wait to next season to talk to more people yeah because we have so many people on our list <laughs> There's just and... too many people we want to talk to yeah and already and people that have already said yes that yeah. we have to get in later and then, yeah um but we thought we'd take the summer off and for some of you that haven't listened to some of the old episodes like they're so awesome we've had so many yeah. awesome people so you can go back and um, listen to those and yeah it's a time to go back and catch up and and just logistically, we're like, there's no way we can record through the summer with our kids home. No, it's loud. And <laughs> yeah. It's, um, busy. And, yeah. And... <laughs> it's hard to find time. So we were like, well, do we do a season one, season two? But so yeah, that's what we decided to do is yeah. up until this point, that's our season one. We started last fall. So yes, 37 episodes in season one. We have a lot of awesome people that we've interviewed and then we'll be starting season two back up just around like the end of August versus yeah, September. Some, sometime around there. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess, first of all, we just want to thank everybody that has been on our yeah. podcast, that has listened to our podcast, um, people that have left reviews and sent nice messages to us. Yeah. People um, have been really, really nice and supportive and, yeah. and just every, we have said this, I don't know that there's been anyone that said, no, I don't want no, to be on your podcast. I think we've asked. Yeah. I think everyone we've asked have said yes. I think we've yeah. asked some people that like sent the messages on Instagram that like have hundreds of thousands of followers and I don't think they ever even saw our message. Right. Maybe have a little big following or there was one that we're really excited. Hopefully we'll get her at the beginning of the next season that has a huge following, but she said yes. We just haven't yes. been able to get a spot She's a busy yet. mom and yeah. busy yeah. with her so business. So we're really so. excited. Anyway, we'll get into that later, but yeah. But yeah, there, so for the most part, like, I mean, actually all around people have been super willing to share their stories and. Yeah. And um, I feel like most of them say, Oh, I'm so honored you'd ask me, which, I know, which you know, we think they're so amazing. That's why we ask them, but they feel so. Yeah. They want to share their stories. We want to hear them. So it just works out really well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the cool things from our podcast that I loved was kind of the themes that came up, the same kind of themes, the right. same kind of quotes that would come up. Um, and I don't know, it was just awesome. I felt like gratitude mm-hmm. came up a lot. For sure. Especially when you're talking at the end of our podcast, for those that have listened, we always ask like how you find beauty in life after going through the transitions that you've been through. And oftentimes gratitude Mm -hmm. comes up because I think that is such a way to just kind of get back to what really matters and the little things that bring you joy and gratitude. So yeah, yeah, it was a great theme. Yeah. And then I think another thing that came up a lot, um, was stoicism and 
and a little bit of Buddhism. I, mm-hmm. I feel like kind of mixed together. I, I feel like they're right. kind of different, but similar. And I kind of like the two combined a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them was the quote by, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Epictetus. Epictetus? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it that matters. Yeah. And that was really big. And that kind of came up a lot in Mason and Sam's interview. Yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah. They're awesome. If they're you haven't listened so to that great. interview, um, they, I don't know, they were just such great guys with so much wisdom to share with their experiences that they'd had in life. Um, but I think stoicism is what Mason kind of leaned on to get through losing his family and, um, yeah, he br- brought it up a lot, but I think it was that whole thing. Like this happened to him, this awful tragedy. And the only thing he could do, it's up to him how he reacts to that right. and he does. Yeah. Which is kind of the whole basis. So him and his friend Mason is the one that lost his family in that car accident. And then Sam is his best friend who has dwarfism. And that's the name of their podcast is the 1090 podcast. Well, I should say the name of their podcast and that, that principle is like yeah. a stoic principle. Yes. Right? Like life is 10% what happens to you and 90% what you're going to do. About right. It. Right. Yeah. So it's cool. So you, theirs is episode number 22 and it was released March 7th. So yeah. if you haven't listened to that one, I mean, I think we're going to get more later in this episode. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth about some of our um, episodes, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I just want to re- actually read the definition of stoicism. It's the endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feelings and with a out complaint, which I think Mason mentioned, like, it doesn't mean you can't feel, it just mm-hmm. means that you like have more control over like how you react. With yeah. I think he, and even in Nelson's episode, he explained it well, where it's like, um, yeah, we had Nelson on just recently and he's going to school to be a therapist and I thought he had so much wisdom and so many cool things. Oh, yeah, I actually yeah. have. Oh, I have another one by Victor Frankl. So read that one and then okay. I'll read another one. Okay. Yeah. So what the quote that Nelson shared in his episode was, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And that space is our power to choose our response. And our response lays our growth and our freedom. So to me, I think of sometimes the stimulus is our emotion. And so I feel like yeah. what Mason, like our emotion or a reaction to whatever just happened. So I think what Mason kind of explained too, and it's so interesting how some of these people connect and what they're kind of explaining and what's got them through things, but it's like, it's not bad to feel those emotions. In fact, you have to, yeah, feel you them have to get through those to emotions, get through it, yeah. but what's your response going to be? And it's also not to make ourselves feel bad. Like if our response isn't great in the moment, it's right. just kind of like recognizing that and wanting to do better moving yeah. forward or, you know, making a commitment to try to manage that better in whatever way we can. Yeah. So. And I also think, so that quote was from Victor Frankl from Man's Search for Meaning. That book came up mm-hmm. so many like, times. So many times without us even bringing it up. People no. just brought it up on their own. And I happened to be reading it like yeah. maybe in October, I think I started mm-hmm. reading it. So when we started doing more episodes, anyway, it came up a bunch. But um, Victor Frankl also said, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. So yeah. I think that can be like really powerful if you see it that way. Cause you get kind of frustrated in life. I think if you, when you, oh, I can't control this, I can't control my kids. I can't control what happened or anything. But if you think of that as a power, but I can't control, you know, my attitude about what happened or what's yeah. happening. Or, yeah. That's know. the really only thing we can control. And I feel like that's something, what's that word that they use? Like the zeitgeist, like something that you're yeah. hearing a lot, but I do feel like that's a big thing. And I think it's so helpful. Like the only thing you can control is yourself. Yeah. And I think it's like in the world of like COVID almost like that was a perfect example. Like I can't mm. control what's happening. I can't control what's being open or shut down or, you know, all those things. And it was like, well, 
you just have a good attitude about it. Yeah. Or try <laughs> and find to ways control to... yourself is the only yeah. thing, you know, it's funny. Cause it's even goes down to like, well, we can't control our kids. We can't control our families. We can't control our spouses, whatever. But if we're controlling ourselves and the way we react, then that's just the, right. The best we can do in the first step. And usually like, I think we can come to a pretty good place with that. Yes, so that's for sure. Yeah. Um, what are some other quotes? Oh, I was thinking Brene Brown came up a lot on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Grant came up a lot. I brought yeah. up I brought up the Walt Whitman quote, quote up a lot. The um, be curious and not judgmental. Oh, I love that. Yeah, um, just because I love the the word curiosity because mm-hmm. I feel like if you're curious, then yeah, you're not being judgmental and you actually want to know about somebody. And I think too, it also doesn't say it doesn't mean you have to agree with someone if you're curious about who they are and what their story is. But then it can take away the judgment. And so, and I always said that was in the Ted Lasso. They said that in one of the episodes and it always stuck with me Yeah, because um, it was re- like a really cool scene. He's like um, playing darts and the guy bets him something and they're chatting and the guy is so com- like confident that he's going to beat Ted and Ted's just kind of, you know, playing they're chatting. And then at the very end, he like has a bullseye or something. He's like, if you were curious, you would know that I spent years and years in, um, like a billiards with my dad playing darts. Oh, right. And so he won like, yeah, cause he didn't care about Ted and he didn't, like Who's ask just about, him? well, have you ever played darts? Are you good at darts? Like, I'm just going to bet that I'm going to win because I'm right. so, you know. And maybe even just... judging him by like how he looked or anything like, yeah. oh, I'm going to beat you. Like, right, yeah. right. But it's kind of like, hello, if you were actually curious about me, you would know that I actually am right. pretty good at this. So We did Natalie's um, interview. And again, we'll get to more of that later. But that was episode 33. And ever since, because she brought up curiosity leads to understanding. Mm-hmm. So I've really tried to remember that lately because I feel like it's almost in any situation. Like if yeah. you don't understand where the person's coming from it in any way, like it doesn't really even matter. It could be something small. It could be something big. Like if you can just be curious about why they feel that way and it maybe not even their feelings, but just their life or their lifestyle right. or, or like in her case, it was her sister's disability, you know? So anyway, yeah, it just I can go that. to so many different aspects. And I think it's really, really powerful. So yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring up maybe one more quote, unless you have another one. No, that's okay. Um, but I love this quote by Brene Brown. Cause I feel like part of the reason why we want to do this podcast is to connect with people, like connect with our guests and have other people connect with them, whether it's because they related to the story or they learned something new from the story because they're being curious about a different, um, point of view, but it says, I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from their relationship. So I thought it was really cool. And hopefully we are doing that. Yeah. That's a huge, yeah. Motivation behind this. And it's been really cool how we've connected with so many people like we would have never known. I know because some people we knew, like we started out with my sister. So of Mm -hmm. course, like that was easy and some family connections. But then when we reached out to random people that we just thought would be inspiring and they were so nice to share their story, it's been really cool yeah. to listen to them. So yeah, it's been way cool. Another thing is we just were, so we're obviously doing all different kinds of transitions, mm-hmm. whether they're transitions you choose or transitions that just happen to you. Um, and so we found some, obviously, um, some common themes. And so one of the common themes was mental health. Yeah. So my sister, Carrie, that was our first interview. She t- talks about the attempted suicide um, that she had back in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, what's really cool about her story was 
that now she's just wants to speak out. She wants to help just somebody. Mm -hmm. And so she wrote, wrote kind of like a blog called think twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Think twice. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, you could find that on a blog called think twice and go back to listen to her episode, but it was really powerful talk, you know, mental health. Um, she talked about seeing a therapist. She talked about antidepressants. She talked about, um, even, you know, cutting herself and as much as it sounds so sad and deep and hard, it was very uplifting story because she came in, um, you know, 20 years out or whatever, close to that where she's in a really good place. She went through other hard things after and she's just so glad that she, that she's here. Yeah. yeah, That's what I was thinking too. Like, and we've said that a lot. It kind of sounds like a heavier topic to start on, but Mm -hmm. it really, I don't think the conversation, it was deep, but it didn't feel super heavy. And she also had like a ton of cool tips about like books that she's read and just things that is given her, you know, just, just kind of helped her mentally along the way and just kind of given her more strength. And, and it yeah, was fun. She t- so. shared about meeting her husband and, oh, yeah. and just stuff like that. So she yeah. was really cool. We want to have her back. Yes. To kind yeah. of give an update on her life, but yeah. And so I think, yeah, her whole purpose was if you can just think twice, like mm-hmm. about maybe not wanting to die, then you can just change your whole trajectory of your life and live a good life. Even though life is hard, it's worth living. So yeah, it was yeah. awesome. She was great. Yeah. Um, and then, um, we'd mentioned Nelson. He's going back to school to do, um, to become a licensed mental health counselor. Yes. Yes. And he, um, talks about having OCD and, and working through that Mm -hmm. and kind of one of the reasons why he wanted to go back to school. Um, and then we had our therapist, Brandy. Mm -hmm. She, we had her at the beginning of the year kind of for some tips to going into the new year and to Mm -hmm. have healthy, um, kind of view on goals and right she's really fun yeah she's she's a fun person yeah um and then i think terry i was thinking maybe hers is a little bit mental health related a little bit just with like your view as being a woman with her book i Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out where she kind of fit what category um, in a category but i felt really inspired by her like Mm -hmm. in the words she uses in her book were really powerful and i feel like they were a good way to like have a different mindset or to to look at things a different way. I don't know. I thought it was really, yeah. And like connect with yourself and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Hers was in March. We did hers as a women's month special. It was like the last week of March. So yeah. yeah. And, and all those Carrie's was our very first episode. So mm-hmm. Chantel's sister and hers was awesome. Like we yeah. got a ton of good feedback on that. And then Nelson's, his was really good too. I mean, it's so funny. They're all so good. <laughs> We're like, I know hers well, we good. keep his saying that. Yeah. But they, <laughs> they are. Yeah. They're awesome. Sure. And then another category is <clears throat> physical health. Mm-hmm. And Cami um, was one of our first ones, and she yeah. does like helps people train for triathlons and a health coach. And she also has a podcast called Beyond Your Comfort Zone. Yeah, and she's really inspiring and she's really cool. super fit. Yeah. Like wins all these triathlons, yeah, and, triathlons and stuff. I think the big really one in like Kona, her. she uh, qualified for that. Right, and done that a couple times. So she was awesome. Um, Oh, and Marcy. And so she was also... Yeah, Marcy's my cousin. And she had a health transition, um, just wanting to get healthy. Like, I loved her story, too, of, you know, they're hiking in Moab, I think. And mm-hmm. she just realized, oh, I can't keep going. Like, I, I'm not yeah. in enough a healthy spot to hike with my kids and family. So, but it wasn't just about physical. It, a lot of hers actually went over to mental That's health, true. too. And yeah. parenting and stuff, because she kind of talked about how getting healthy kind of went to all aspects of her life. And... And was helpful with parenting and other things. So that was a cool episode. That was in January. 
I remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also had Emily that um, kind of invented high fitness. And oh, yeah. Now, She's Lindsay awesome. and I do it all the time. And yeah. we actually went to one of her classes. <laughs> she was so fun. Yeah. She was super cute. I cool, really like her. And it yeah. was really fun. And it's such a good exercise and also like a community I think mm-hmm. they have I need to go to more events they always have events um at parks or oh, different yeah. places where hundreds of people come and do high fitness that would together be really fun and have different like booths with health things or workout clothes or whatever mm-hmm. um but I thought she was super cute and also had a really good um kind of viewpoint on like body image and yeah. positivity mm-hmm. and kind of the reason why her and her friend um started high fitness yeah and it was kind of about like Wanting to feel good instead of, yeah, being all instead about of weight just loss looking or, at like yeah. the, yeah, looks. But, um, I, her story was really pretty cool about mm-hmm. how it all came about and like stuff. didn't really expect it to blow yeah, up like it did. No, but. yeah. And now it's just huge and, and it is such a fun workout. I love yeah, it. It is. Because it's like very energizing. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then I'm like, I have to eat really good that day and like drink so much water. I'm like, mm, oh, dying. I know. Yes. Yes. It's a good workout. <laughs> yes. Um, Okay. And another one for physical, I would say would maybe be Whitney, my daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Whitney ran a marathon and she's only 18. Yeah. She well, when even at the time, yeah, yeah she's 19 at the now, time. But... Yeah. And she was like first year out of high school. Um, so you want to tell a little bit more yeah, about who so, she's <laughs> Um, my husband was going to got the opportunity to run the New York marathon and thanks to Dunkin' Donuts. Um, yeah, I got sponsored the, them. Or yeah. And he could get another bib. So he got one for Whitney and Whitney was not much of a runner. I mean, she ran a lot with high school sports with soccer, but, um, yeah, she trained all summer and I was really impressed cause it's so, you know, it's hard, especially she talks a lot about like, I'm not even a runner. I don't even love running, but here I was like, yeah. and just how I thought some parts of the story that were so cool is just how close her and her dad, Nate were able to like come because they had these fun, deep conversations and yeah. they would, um, they got, I feel like got closer together. And then our whole family got to experience New York city during the marathon, which is so inspiring. She talks a lot about that. Yeah. It feels like the world's more united when you're there. Cause there's people from all walks of life and different nationalities and they run through every borough in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Borough? Yes. Yeah. She's a um, and just see the different cultures and everybody's cheering for the same thing. Everybody's cheering mm-hmm. on these runners. And anyway, so that, yeah, Whitney's was awesome. It was really good. And it, I loved how she talked about, you know, getting that physical strength. It was so much about mental strength too. Oh, that's true. She that really, in the mental category. yeah, it could. Mm-hmm. And then also it was almost like two parts, like training for the marathon, having the mental strength to keep up the physical strength. And, but then the experience of the marathon. So it was cool. Right. It was like almost a two part the whole experience was just really cool to hear. And it made me think, oh my gosh, if I could ever run a marathon, I would totally would be, do yeah. the New York marathon. I think so. And I think a lot of people say that. that yeah. New one of their best. It looked, most sounds are so cool. Marathons yeah. for sure. Okay. Oh, and then we had Marsha, which was really fun because she was an Olympic athlete twice. Yeah. Yeah. And she was amazing. She was so cool. And she's, she's gone back now, you know, she's older now, but she's gone back to competing. Yeah. So she's, and I think has done really well. Yeah. I think so too. And she trains kids. Like she's actually one of those people that are kind of like, how do you do all that you do? Right. She's a she social also, worker. Yeah, I could say she could be in the mental health category because yeah. she's a social worker And she well. could also be like culturally, she has a very interesting story because she moved from, um, Trinidad. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Like from in college yeah. or yeah. So anyway, she, that was just a fun interview yeah, and lots of different transitions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the next kind of category that we have which is a you know more of a difficult subject is um, drug addiction and we mm-hmm. had lots of different guests with different perspectives um, yeah so the first one was Carrie McEwen and she herself had become um, addicted to drugs so she, she tells her story about going to rehab and getting clean and 
Hers was really powerful. Oh yeah. And it was early. It was like episode five and it was super powerful. She's a really amazing person. Yeah, I actually think she's our number one listen. To I think so too. I thought we were, we'll get all time. Yeah, yeah. We talked to that, but yeah, it's the highest listened one. And she just has been through so much. I mean, she kind of lost everything, but has rebuilt her life. Mm-hmm. And she just has this like peaceful. Yeah, she really did. Yeah. Well, she actually came to our, my house to do the interview with yes, us. And she person. did have a, just a really good, peaceful energy mm-hmm. and kind of like, yes, that was hard. And yes, it's still hard, but I, she's just so strong and mm-hmm. yeah, has really rebuilt her life. It's really, yeah. and inspiring. she was really candid about like what she went through. And I think that that's probably why it resonates with a lot of people is she's just telling her story. And I think either people that have been through addiction or have a loved one, it's like, you just, she, she's just yeah. explaining it so well. Yeah. So, and then we had Holly and Karen. So Karen, but we had two separate episodes. So Karen lost her daughter, to a drug overdose, Christy and Holly was Christy's sister. So we had both of them on separate times and it was kind of a different perspective from a it sister really was. from yeah. a mom. Mm-hmm. They had their own story and their own relationship with Christy and mm-hmm. um, they both had so many, I feel like when people go through really hard things, they have such deep um, wisdom Oh yeah, to share that some of us may, we can't only learn from going through things or being really compassionate and listening to people's mm-hmm. stories. And so and I do think that the drug addiction is so sad and scary because I think we all know somebody that has either been addicted to drugs, is addicted to drugs, and may have even um, died from an overdose. And right. So- right. And we've talked about this. Like these, our ad- addiction episodes get a lot of views. Like, yeah. because I think that's why. I think that everyone knows someone. And it's such a topic that you hear about right now, which is yeah. good. Like they're trying to w- raise awareness and everything. But um, yeah, what I really liked about Karen's too is she. It wasn't just about her daughter's um, overdose and stuff. She talked about, because she also lost her husband, her first yes. husband. It almost mm-hmm. felt like this really cool, like, life Yeah, like, we kind of synopsis. went over like, a lot She kind of just life. told mm-hmm. about her life. And, and, of course, you know, the passing away of her husband comes up and then the passing away of her daughter. But she just has such a good attitude and she's mm-hmm. learned so much and she's like so humble too i don't know she's just yeah. a really cool yeah i really liked karen i've known her i grew up by her um yeah she was my mom's, your best mom's friend yeah. yeah i just love her so much um mm-hmm. and then holly i feel like had so much wisdom and she kind of um brought in a little bit of the buddhist stoicism type vibe mm-hmm. to the way she's kind of healed, healed she's and a yoga with. instructor which mm-hmm. makes total sense yeah <laughs> and she was so well spoken like mm-hmm. I mean, she could be like a professional speaker or something. Yes, yes, she's I so, agree. and she's very composed. She has kind of this like calming voice, but she was another, I just really, really liked hers a lot. Yeah, it was great. It was really impactful. And then our most recent one about drug addiction was Terry, which is Karen's friend. They met because Terry showed up to um, Karen's daughter, Christie's um viewing. And so they've become friends from there, but Terry lost her son to a drug overdose, but has, um, brought this thing called changes, like an organization called changes for people, families that are in the middle of it, families that have an addicted loved one to kind of help them know how to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to say it's Terry Olson. We have, we've had two Terry's, two or three, I think two. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, hers was, and I actually, so my mom, you know, messaged me after listening to Terry Olson's and she was like, I think that she explained addiction like better than I've ever heard it. The way that she explained it with how it works as a disease in the brain and Mm -hmm. stuff, it just really was helpful. So if you're trying to understand like what, what, how, how addiction happens, like, and how hard it is to come clean. And then also 
like what it's like being a parent of someone that's going through that. It was a really yeah, good, it was really good. Powerful. One. Yeah. Um, and then another hard kind of subject we had, it's interesting because it's life. Like we all go through oh, yeah. hard things and, um, but some of the most powerful episodes we had and some of the most listened to episodes are usually the ones that are kind of hard, like the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, one of our first ones was Jackie Coley and she, her son died of cancer mm-hmm. and she has a organization called Christmas for cancer families. Yeah. And she does so much for people. I mean, she's so full cool. home makeovers, mm-hmm. you know, trips. It's cool because when they do the makeovers, they really like gut the houses. I mean, you were involved in one. Yeah. It Chantel was amazing. Was. Now she's yeah. up in Logan area. So I think the family they helped was up there this year, but mm. she lived, used to live here by me and yeah, she is just the same thing. She's wise. She has, um, a lot to share and she has gone through something super hard. Yeah. And, and she kind of brought in some of the, a few Buddhist type principles too. It seems mm-hmm. like, you know, just with, well, she's a yoga teacher as well. She had, true. had owned a studio and mm-hmm. I really liked her a lot. In fact, I, we talked about maybe having her back next year. We'll, we can cut this off. Yeah. But yeah, but she was, she was really, really great. And if you, it's a very touching story. You know, it's been several few years now since her son yeah. passed away. So it is heavy, but like also uplifting it, to yeah, hear what she's done. It gives you some hope or, and ways to deal with grief. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was really good. It did. Yeah. Um, and then earlier we mentioned Mason and Sam's episode and Mason um, lost all of his family except for his little son blue in a car accident. A couple, it'll, I think it's almost two years ago. Um, and then Sam is his best friend that has dwarfism, as Lindsay said. Yeah. Um, their interview was super powerful. It was oh, yeah. one of our longest interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it went by so fast. Like yeah. I remember thinking, oh my heck, this, yeah, we talked for a while, but it was just an awesome conversation. And Mason's, they're both really cool guys. Like, yeah, and, well, they, they, and it's weird. You're, we're talking about like hard things, but they make jokes and they make you laugh. And I listen yeah. to their podcast a lot and it's the same way on their podcast. Yeah. It's almost like you got to have some humor because it's just mm-hmm. life, even though these things are hard and they kind of bring some lightness to hard things, hard, you know, grief and things that people go through. But yeah. And the thing I like about Mason, like I just watched you one of his video clips cause I follow him too mm-hmm. with his podcast. He just like says it how it is. Yeah. He doesn't sugarcoat yeah. things. And I do love that. He yeah. just says, yeah, he totally just says, says it, but it just, it, it works for him and, and mm-hmm. he's, and you just have so much compassion for him, but he's, you just think, okay, if he can do this, I think I said this in the interview with them too. Like, okay, I think part of what's so powerful about his story is it's like, look what he's doing. If he can get through what he's been through and like, you almost can't imagine anything harder than that. Not that again, we, we got into this conversation yeah. too. Like it's not super helpful to compare traumas right? because everyone's trauma is unique to them and it's hard no matter what, but just looking to someone like him that's been through what he has been and what he's doing and like trying to spread these messages of, Again, like you can get through your trauma. He even yeah. calls trauma a gift. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And that's what's really powerful too yeah. is he does say that. Yeah, he's so powerful. If you don't follow his Instagram page or the podcast or whatever you need to, it's called 1090. And I do, yeah, yeah I feel like he, he's so vulnerable. And he, mm-hmm. but he also talks a lot about on his podcast, but because of he, he has spoken out and people, so many people can relate. So many people want, um, you know, to talk with him and are inspired by him because he really is being really honest and open and vulnerable about how hard it is and how hard it was for him for the first, I mean, it's still hard, but the first year, yeah. you know, kind of had turned to some alcohol and, um, and how he had just realized the only way to get through it is to kind of help others. I think. Is, yeah. Is a yeah. Good thing. I know he, he's really cool. Yeah. Loved. Um, and that was another one that we just reached out to them, had no 
I had just seen their um, Instagram page come up somehow. I don't know. Yeah. I started following them and then I said, we should just reach out and see. And they were same way. They just yeah. really quickly was sure. We'd love to be on your podcast. They were really cool. Yeah. And I think they, we started our podcast about the same time and it was early on that we reached out. So they mm-hmm. were super nice. Yeah, they were. Um, so another one is, um, and then another one was, um, Janet. So Janet had a skydiving accident mm-hmm. and she broke, I don't even remember how many bones, so many bones on her face and her leg her ankle yeah yeah um, but she was really inspiring too and she really had like a determination like I will walk again I will hike again I will work out again mm-hmm. and just really pushed her rehab and pushed herself to you know not feel sorry for herself and not be down just yeah. work really hard hers is another one that I noticed has a ton of listens mm-hmm. and I think what was cool about Janet was hearing that firsthand from someone because a lot of times like you know we hear oh I know someone that got in this you know, horrible accident. And then they had all these injuries, but they overcame it. But just like hearing someone talk about that, I thought was really awesome. And, and she's just been through a lot, but she has an awesome attitude. Yeah. She really does. Sure. And I, I really like her. I like following her. And, yeah, I do too. Cause yeah. she has also like a fitness. Yeah. She's business. like a fitness coach. And yeah. Yeah. And a dental, she's also a dental hygienist. Yeah. Dental <laughs> hygienist. I said that wrong in her interview and I still can't oh, get it right. Yeah. Hygienist. Hygienist. Not genist. It's genist. I learned. <laughs> um, okay. And then we had Janessa and Nick Watcott, which was also a super powerful. They lost their little boy Nixon to cancer and yeah. they have a foundation where they help families. So many families, mm-hmm. you know, get on vacation or do things together to family so they can kind of get away from that. Um, the chemo and the treatments and, just let them be together as a family. So they have some good memories together. Yeah. So, and their story was so touching. It was really neat to hear like what Nixon has taught them mm-hmm. looking back, you know, with, you know, his passing and kind of what his attitude was during well, his he life. Kind of helped start the Nixon yeah, he um, did. strong foundation before he passed. Mm-hmm. And so he got to be part of that and got to see, and he was just a little kid, but it was so, I don't know. I thought it was really powerful and just touching to hear their story. They're a really neat couple. Yeah, they really they're are. Both are just, you can just tell they're just like pure, like good people and just want to help other people. Yeah, they're definitely awesome family. Yeah. Yeah. They're super great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had Jorge and Jorge oh, was kind wow. of a little bit like Janet. He got in a um, serious accident. He was a, um, world champion trick skier Yeah, and he was in an accident and actually became paraplegic. Right. And he, I, I was really, he was so wise and well, oh, well-spoken. Yeah. So English is his second language, but I'm like, man, you say things better than I say. And English is my first language. I know it was so eloquent and he had so many inspiring things to say. And he's very, um, I mean, he's been paraplegic for, cause he was a teenager. Yeah. Like I think 18 or 19 when it happened. Yeah. More than half or his life he's yeah. been. It's a long time. Yeah, and he was one that he we reached out to him, and he so graciously said yes. I had a mutual, we had a mutual friend, and then I ended up be, being able to meet with him in Florida and go yeah. to lunch with him and his wife, and they were just amazing people. Yeah, because he's like a professional speaker. He goes and speaks at events and yeah. things, and so he was so nice to come on our podcast. But he honestly was like a truly amazing. I mean, yeah, probably, my sister in law yeah. texted me and she said, "I am so inspired by Jorge." Like I, yeah he is an amazing person. Yeah. And even my mom, again, I love my mom's so supportive. Yes. But she was like, <laughs> so is my sister-in-law. She's like yeah. every episode. She's like, I loved it. This was yeah. A there's great those certain and... people that like yeah. every episode they'll want to give something, mm-hmm. which is so nice, like yes. feedback or whatever. But, um, 
my mom was like, he's probably the most inspirational person I've ever yeah, heard. That's and that's how Ali felt, yeah. speaking highly. I mean, you know, my mom's heard a lot of different people over her time. And anyway, I, he was like almost, what was it like poetic in the way that yes. he spoke. Yes. Just a beautiful person like all around mm-hmm. just the most i don't know he yeah, really i really is. feel honored that i got to meet him in person and his wife was just like him like just oh, so amazing and i'd sweet love to and, meet her too and yes. maybe talk to her eventually yeah but yeah she was really he was great. really yeah if you haven't listened to jorge definitely go look him up jorge font it's really good. It's really awesome. Um, and another one we had that's more of a voluntary change was some career changes. Oh, yeah. And um, these were fun. I love talking to these Yeah. These it was guests. just kind of like they're so brave and mm-hmm. they had a passion for that, what they wanted to kind of do. Um, their and first they're also one, different. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Our first one was Ryan. And I grew up with Ryan. Um, family, best friends, almost like cousins, went on vacations together. Our parents were best friends um, growing up. And he left kind of corporate America to do interior design. And I, I really feel like he's been really successful mm-hmm. in Southern California. I love following his account. Um, smart studio. Smart design. Studio. Yeah. Design. Ryan smarts his name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he just a really same thing, like really wise, yeah. had some really good kind of his own like quotes and thoughts and more lessons for life. A lot about like fear, like getting over your fear and yeah. taking that leap. and Yeah, because he wrote this piece. It's not really a poem, but it's more of like kind of po- po- poet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. It's just really good. <laughs> I probably want to edit this out. But um, yeah. he was, he's very well spoken and just fun. Yes. Like he's a fun guy. Yeah. And Ryan is really, yeah. his sense of humor kills me. I really like, like him. Some yeah. of his like personal posts on his personal page. Oh, like, I know. I've, I just died. Yeah. He's so funny. And he's really smart too. Yeah. Like is. you can tell. But even on his um, design account, he's pretty kind of funny. And yeah. Like witty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really liked him and his, his actually, oh, I know what I was going to say. It was called the other side of fear. Oh, that, that's right. That like poem that he wrote. And yeah, so that's that a good. Really just summary of his whole story was the other side of fear because yeah. I, and he's even, his can kind of tie into mental health a little. Cause he did That's talk true. about how he had had some anxiety and getting past that to get to what he's doing now, That's you know, right. was a little yeah. bit of a hurdle, but he was really good. Yeah. That was really yeah. great. Um, and then we had Jessica and she was your friend from high school. I love Jessica. She is a fun person and yeah. actually she's another person that I love. She has like a really awesome vibe about her. She's mm-hmm. like, energetic, very positive. I look at her and I'm like, man, how do you do all that you do? Yeah. And I feel like too, like women power, like like she seems like a very powerful woman. She like started her own business. Yeah. But she also went through some transitions that were hard with, she had a really bad um, accident with her leg. She had a, a colleague that she looked up to, um, commit suicide. So yeah, that's right. It yeah. kind of was part of her story. So she kind so. of like, yeah, explained about those things and then how it led where she started her own business now. And yeah, she's a good friend. She's one of those friends from high school that I just love to keep in touch with, even though I don't see her very often yeah. when I do, I just love to talk well, and to she's her. So sweet. And... I ran into her at Barnes and Noble. And oh, she, you did? Oh my gosh. I gave you a big hug. Oh, like cool. We, yeah. I was yeah. Like, oh, you're so oh awesome. yeah. I think you did tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's really great. A career change. We had John and Brooke Buck on, and John Buck played Major League Baseball for, I think mm-hmm. it was like 12 years. And their transition was more of him retiring from his career. And so we kind of talked about his career in the minor leagues, I mean, major minor leagues and major leagues, and Brooke kind of being for, there for the ride. They got married um, pretty and early in his career, and she supported him all through that. Um, yeah. We also touched on infertility. She had um, uh-huh. took her some time to get um, pregnant with her twins, and then... They had some medical issues. We talk a little bit about that. 
And now Brooke has gone back to school and is becoming a nurse and John's kind of supporting her as she's yeah. in her career. So yeah, it was cool to hear about both their careers and, and that was another one that it was just cool that like he's done all this and now it's her turn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And they are like yeah. such a great couple. They're really, awesome we're really couple. good friends with them. And I, they're a great example of just like a good marriage and a good couple. And we actually released it on Valentine's oh, that's Day. Right. Yeah, just- we did. And they had some good tips about. Just like relationships too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they were, were really cool. Super cute. So that was fun. Um, yeah. And then we had Kim Christensen on and she is another one of my friends from back in the day. It was like actually middle school that I met Kim. Oh, that's right. And she's a really, I love her. She's, yeah, she's, she's really, really cool. bright, smart, very smart, well-spoken, yeah. but like cute and fun too, mm-hmm. but you know? Yeah, exactly. She has an account called talk wordy to me mm-hmm. and she does like online writing courses for kids and she's going back to school to get her master's in creative writing. I believe that mm-hmm. was what it was. Yeah. So it was just kind of cool to hear her share about that transition. Now that she is a mom and her kids are a little older, she's kind of doing something for herself. And, right. but she's one of those people. It's a great example of like doing a lot of different things in your life, but how you can balance it. Cause I remember like living intentionally was something that came up a lot with yeah, her. Yeah, that's right. That was good. And so that. that was a cool theme. Yeah. And then she also, one of her, she talked about living in Arizona, or Arizona. She <laughs> talked about living in Australia. Oh yeah, that's And I right. thought that was a really cool part of I know, of we story. almost wish that we would have asked her more about that. Yeah, because that would have been that was, cool, living yeah. in a different culture. Yeah, but it was fun to hear that. It's What's cool about all these stories is things come out that we weren't expecting to come out of them. Yeah. Like, like oh, this happened and this happened and yeah. And it really is cool to see how it is, does tie into their story so much. Yeah. The that's things true. That happened, you know, before, before their transition or after their transition, that's just part of their whole story. Yeah. And sometimes like the smaller transitions yeah. that lead to bigger she even ones. brought up for just a minute, a kind of a faith transition. And she had done this little email write up. Yeah. Thing that was kind of, um, it was really cool. I actually had her send them to me cause I was just oh, curious. You did? Yeah. 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 And they're they really good. well done. And she, she really is a good writer. So she is a good writer. It was yeah. cool to have that. Yeah. All right. Another um, category that came up was advocacy, which is so awesome. Yeah. Lots of different ways. Oh, yeah. And I almost feel like, I mean, we're going to talk about a few that specifically felt like they fell into advocacy the most, but a lot of our guests are advocates in different ways. Yeah, that's true. Like Holly Mm -hmm. with the, um, you know, drug addiction and Nicole uh, Nicole and and even Richard and Jessica. I mean, there's so many of them. There's a lot, but these are more specific to advocacy. Yes. Yeah. So Carla Haslam, she's actually my cousin-in-law and we had her on just right before Christmas. She was a really cool person. She has a law degree and, um, has advocated for like asylum seekers at the border. So that was kind of what she talked about. The focus of her interview was, but it was really just about like, um, not being afraid of people that are different. Right. Which is actually kind of cool because she actually grew up in Columbia just like our guests are not grew or up her in family. Her family did, but she's part of yeah. Columbia and played for the Columbia national team for something. Yeah. When she was in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's awesome. And, um, I felt like I learned a lot from her episode. Yeah. Like, and she's so young too. I'm so oh, impressed no, with all no, she's so done. Things. I felt very educated I, by me her. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. In fact, we yeah. should have her back sometime. She's yeah, really she's cool. Awesome. Um, but yeah, we love talking to her and, and it was a cool episode we felt like to do in December because it kind of made you think about like other people and how you can serve, but in small ways, it doesn't have to be like giving a bunch of money or do She really talked about just like giving your time or even just like changing your view, like yeah. being a little more open-minded yeah. to other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one we had on was Tanya and she runs our organization called, um, holding out help. Yeah. Holding out yeah. help. And yes. she helps people that want to leave polygamy. And mm-hmm. she had a really cool story too, because she kind of started back 
It's unlike some of these stories when you hear what's happened in their past, you can totally understand why they do what they do today. Right. And she was kind of one of those stories because she kind of had a hard childhood. Both her parents were alcoholics. She ended up kind of um, moving in with her vice principal or something that kind of took her in and helped her um, kind of succeed in life. Really, she was able to go to college and then she got married and she moved here and had kids. And then she kind of wanted to do that for others and help them. So she started that foundation and it's been doing a lot of good around here. Yeah. Helping people. Yeah. She helps women get out of polygamy and, and kids. And she does a lot like, and so after we talked to her about two weeks later, they did an event and I don't think I always like wanted to mention that on, oh, on the true. podcast, but I never how, did. How or when? Yeah, yeah. but it yeah, was this just was a good time. I wasn't yeah. able to go. I was out of town, but yeah, you were out of town. So me and my husband went, and it was really cool. Like I was so impressed, and some um, women spoke that had left polygamy. There was like a lawyer that spoke that has done um, work for them, and it's crazy. What's really crazy is this is still like a huge problem right now. I mean, yeah. there people may have seen in the news recently, but there's like kids that are disappearing from down in the FLDS mm-hmm. community because yeah. they're getting like trafficked around for labor. And, you know, yeah, I mean, you can right. really call it like sex trafficking too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it is crazy. And I feel like it's one of those issues that's like right under our nose. And sometimes us in Utah, we're a little oblivious to, yeah, to it. Yeah. And so I just appreciated her like shining a light on that. And I also think if anyone is in Utah and doesn't know how, like what's an organization to help, mm-hmm. like that was a really good like you can totally, I mean, they're in Draper, Utah. They take donations of any kind. Yeah, whether they help the women and they usually come with children. And so they need mm-hmm. like, you know, sanitary stuff and like even dish soap or laundry soap or mm-hmm. a lot of clothes or yeah, clothes. even, even I think you can volunteer like helping them get a resume together or helping them yeah. find a job and yeah. even volunteer your home. I mean, some people volunteer their yeah. homes. Yeah. Cause if you think there. about it, someone, if they're leaving polygamy, they literally need everything like like they're not taking anything with them yeah so she talked about like the different things and first it's yeah like food and shelter and and the essentials but then they even provide like free um therapy uh, trauma therapy for for these individuals so um it's a great way to help like again now i kind of feel like okay good if i ever feel like we want to serve or donate to something I feel like you could easily, and you don't even have to give a lot. She even said like gift cards are helpful. I mean, anything. So she, it's a really cool and she has a really, really neat mission. So we're grateful that she talked to us. I think. Yeah. She was another one we just reached out to. I had met her before, like a couple years ago, briefly. And I didn't know if she remembered me, but yeah. um, And after going to that event, I was actually like, holy cow. It kind of made me realize how lucky we were to talk to her. Cause I think there's a lot of people that would love to talk to her, but we, we were very lucky to get to talk to her. Yeah. So <laughs> gracious with her time and yeah. her story. And, mm-hmm. um, and then another one we had was Brittany and she is, her advocacy is for, um, sexual assault. And so yeah. she has the, we will organization. Yeah, the we is will. that what it is? Mm-hmm. So you can follow her, Brittany Herman, but also, um, the, we will. And she has a lot of, a lot of it's education. That was her whole thing mm-hmm. is if people can be educated about sex and about sexual assault, then it's proven that it happens less. Yeah. The rates go way down. And mm-hmm. that was the cool thing about her is I think, well, she had experienced sexual assault in high school, but then when she was in law school, she did like a research study on it. And, and the link was so close between like lack of sex education to, if there was sex education, the, the, um, sexual assault rates went so down. Like she said, it was almost bordering on like causation it wasn't just yeah. correlation it was bordering and on then causation. i think her professor made her do the study again yeah he didn't yeah her or he something. did yeah. yeah and then she redid it and got the same results so they just realized how powerful 
just educating mm-hmm. um, the young people and adults and everyone about this is. And she's cool. And she also does, um, she's like Miss Ohio volunteer. Yeah, she does a lot too. She, she like does taught do a lot. swimming lessons and was in an orchestra or something. Yeah, she's in an orchestra. Yeah, I think and she, she does works like, as a lawyer with Carla. Yeah, that's right? how we okay. met Brittany. Yeah, they're friends. Okay. So those two ladies are awesome. Well, yeah. actually all of our ladies are awesome, but yeah, they were really cool. <laughs> yeah, we love loved her. She was um, really cool. Awesome. And then there was Lindsay Munns and so Lindsay, I went to high school with her and she was one of like the first people I thought of too, when we started the Mm -hmm. podcast, because I'd seen, you know, I've been friends with her. And so it was interesting because she adopted twins just a few months older than my twins. So we were kind of like going through this together a little bit. Um, we would message here and there and stuff, but anyway, her twins ended up being diagnosed with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. And so she's really dealt with a lot of hard, um, you know, just behaviors and different things with them that she's had to, to learn to cope with. Like not, Oh, not only that, but then she had, she had a child too, like three months later, like almost triplets. Yeah. Yeah, Almost triplets. And then she had another little, and then her little girl 18 months later. So it's kind of like her story is kind of about, you know, having, all of her children close together and then having these two children that are special needs and just kind of like what that's like. And then also the advocacy work that she's doing. So she's really raising awareness about fetal, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder because it's very misunderstood. Yes. Like people and it, don't, a lot of times gets diagnosed for other things like yeah. ADHD or something or autism or autism. And, and it can look like those things, but then her point was like, but sometimes the therapies can be much different mm-hmm. that you do for that versus some of the other things. Cause certain things just don't work like, right. you know, um, but she's so awesome. Like I was just actually saw the other day on her thing. She just is so seems like such a great mom and she really cares about her kids. And I think she puts a lot of effort into figuring out how to help them for their individual, like unique needs. So it was a really cool episode. And I feel like just like really real, like she's just honest about, about, and it was like during a hurricane that she, Oh, that's right. Interviewed her. So that was interesting. She's so nice. She's like, well, we got all the animals safe and everything. Yeah. Cause they have like a little farm and anyway, she was really cute. Yeah. Yeah, We love talking with her. Yeah. And then kind of our last one with advocacy was Natalie and, um, Castro and she has a sister that has autism and she had a really cool story of kind of how it was hard to have an autistic sister. They didn't really know. And she'd go to therapy with her and be kind of confused. Like her sister wasn't, it was like younger than her, but kind of hit her and bite her. And she just thought her sister hated her. And one day just one therapist said, Hey, do you want to come in with, so yeah, her sister, Angie. And so the therapist said, you can come in with Angie and see what she does. And so, I think really quickly, one, she knew that her sister learned different or was different or responded to things differently. And then she was able to learn how to treat her sister, help her sister. And she very quickly became an advocate for her sister and for kids with autism. Mm -hmm. And I think with even without even a lot of experience or education kind of started helping families Yeah, because she kind of grew up with her sister and knew how to kind of manipulate things to make them work better for Angie and to be easier for Angie. Yeah. And she had all this firsthand experience, you know, and, and she was one of those that that Walt Whitman quote came up, the Mm -hmm. curiosity one. Yes. Um, because she just, and she had her own quote about curiosity. that was awesome, but it was basically like she had to change the, the switch in her brain or whatever to go from like frustration and anger towards Angie. And this was when she was like a little eight year old girl. So it's not like, of course, she would feel frustrated and, and kind of confused, like, why why is my sister acting this way? But then once she could go to curiosity, all of a sudden, everything changed. Like, mm-hmm. she was able to have all this new perspective. She was able to help her sister in ways she never would have. But it was really that therapist 
that helped her get there. So it was a really cool, like domino effect of, okay, this therapist just took a little extra time with Natalie to help her understand her sister more. And then now look at all the people that Natalie has helped. And now her and her sister are so close and they have Mm -hmm. this like amazing relationship. And yeah, I really really like, and it just kind of the power of one really like how Mm -hmm. one person could really help people. Um, but she also has a recent Ted talk. She, um, she does kind of does real estate, but kind of focuses on kids and families with autism that, that yeah. can find a home or create a home that works with kids that have autism. So doing lots of different av- advocacy. And I know she goes mm-hmm. around and teaches teachers, policemen, yeah. and different um, people how to deal with autistic kids when they are around them or a part of them. Um, okay. So another category kind of that we've covered a couple times would be probably the LGBTQ um, topic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so our first guest we had that talked about that topic was Richard Osler, and he was clear back on, like, episode five, and he was really cool. We yeah. reached out to him. And he was also someone we didn't know, yep. and we just reached out, and he was so complimentary of us. Yeah, and, and so he's just and such nice. a good, nice yeah. guy. Like, really nice. And his purpose is really cool. Like, he is just trying to bring more understanding within the LDS community and church about LGBTQ. And so he has his own podcast called listen, learn and love. And he, I am so impressed with how much content he puts out. He's constantly interviewing people, you know, whether they're gay or transgender or have a child that is, or actually, and he also talks about mental health topics. Yes. He does that a lot. Yeah. He's a, but he was just really, really great to talk to. And so he's a really great person to listen to. If you haven't heard his episode, if you're just trying to like understand the issue a little bit more, um, it doesn't really matter if you're religious or not to listen to it. it yeah. Would, for I think sure. he's just giving people a voice. Like I think one yeah. of his like main, maybe like the theme or the idea of it is like, don't let others define what being LGBTQ means. Talk to somebody that is, yeah. you know, you can listen to lots of different LGBT people, Q people, and, you know, and form your own opinions and get to know them instead of just taking it from what other people say or what you see in the media or yeah, he gives a voice to that. Yeah. And he had, I didn't, I don't think we mentioned this, but he had been an LDS Bishop mm, and I think yes. it was just really cool. Like him explaining that as he was a Bishop, that's how yeah. he kind of opened his understanding to. So he's super like active all in member, but really cares about this issue. And yes, so definitely. I think it's neat. He's making a difference. Yeah. And he was very thoughtful in lives. how he spoke and, and very, seems very understanding of people wherever they're at on that. Yeah on that scale, I guess, but just wanting to have a place for people to share the story and to listen so that you can hear other people's perspectives. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and then the other one we have on, it was the same thing. We also, this is one where we didn't know her. Oh yeah. Um, Jessica, Jessica Frew, yeah. and she's super cute and just really fun, but she has a podcast called, um, husband in law. Yeah. And yeah. that's like an interesting term, but so her husband, she was married and her husband came out as gay and they ended up, they had a child together, but ended up getting a divorce. And now Jessica's remarried, but she's super close to her ex-husband and her mm-hmm. husband and her ex-husband are like super good friends. So they yeah. call each other husband-in-laws, which yes. I think is really cool. So they all <laughs> decided to do a podcast together mm-hmm. and she was just super fun to talk to. Yes. Actually, I really, really liked her and she had some great advice. It doesn't like, it is about, you know, she shares her story, but a lot is just like about relationships and marriage and yes, you know, anyway, it was super interesting, but also I think helpful in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think it could apply to really mm -hmm. any marriage that, you know, obviously that doesn't always happen where you get divorced and you're best friends with your ex, but just how you can maybe work on a relationship with your ex for yourself, for your children, Mm -hmm. you know, for your next spouse or whatever. And she also has, um, 
Bold Logic. It's like a oh right, yeah. She's like a a coach, life coach. Yeah. yeah, and her 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 company's called Bold Logic. And whenever I see her clips and stuff, I think she really would be awesome to work with. Like yes, I think she would she definitely. would yeah. And I feel like she understands. She just seems like super non judgmental wherever mm-hmm. you land with whatever it is, and yeah. probably also with like marital issues. Like she's not gonna. I mean, she's been through a right. lot. She knows what it yeah. is to be through hard things. And mm-hmm. so anyway, I really liked her a lot. She was fun. Yeah. Um, and then our actually most recent episode was with Bryce and Jeffrey and they, um, are a gay couple that used a surrogate to have twins and they're just the cutest little family. And we followed them on their, um, Instagram called growing up with dads. And yeah, we talked to them and it was a really cool conversation and a cool perspective because we'd had these other people talking about it, but never actually somebody that was gay. Yeah, exactly. And that's, we kind of thought it'd be cool to reach out to someone and have them around, like June since June is pride month. So, and we explained it the first of that episode that we didn't know them just reached out. They were very nice to respond Mm -hmm. and it was a cool conversation. It, you know, we talked about them being parents. We kind of talked about their background and, and coming out and just culturally how that was really difficult, but how they're just so happy now. And I loved how, what did he end on saying? It was so good about, um, I I think he was his beauty in life when we asked him that question, um, was about hope for other gay people that things have gotten yeah. better. Yeah. And that, and he kind of was like, just like hold out, like hope, like things yeah. get better. I think that was like, it gets yeah. better. Like that's, he goes, there's this thing in the gay community where it gets better. Like you mm-hmm. just have to keep, keep trying, keep, keep following your path or whatever. And things will get better. And anyway, yeah. I, he was, they both were really awesome. Jeffrey and Bryce. Yeah. They're really cool guys. Yeah. Okay. And then another one, um, I would say it would maybe be some health, like health issues or maybe even a disability of sorts where, um, we had a few dif- different guests talk about those topics. So one of them, um, I think the first one that we did was Elise. Oh yeah. Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's super cute. Yeah. She's so cute. She was diagnosed with congestive heart failure, but she had had heart issues for years leading up to yeah, that. Yeah. That was crazy enough. Not related. Right? I know. So, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So weird. But, um, she has an account. It used to be Elise Jones yoga, but now I think it's. Utah wellness and yoga or something. Yeah. Maybe we can look it it's up so you can tell. She's really cute. She's fun to follow. It's very colorful and fun. She loves roller skating and she just has such a, I mean, for someone with congestive heart failure, like she just is so positive. She's living her life to the best and concentrating on her relationships and just enjoying where she's at in her life. And yeah. And her whole, whole motto is share your heart. And I love that because it kind of just fits her so well. She's mm-hmm. like the, just the nicest, kindest. And I feel like everything she would say, she'd smile and laugh after. I'm like, yeah. she's just so like, just exudes like happiness and positivity yeah. and kind of peace. And yeah. And she does a lot. So she changed her main account to it's Elise Jones. It used to be, I think Elise Jones yoga. Um, so we need to get that updated on our page, oh, yeah. but yeah. And then she also has Utah wellness and yoga, I believe. And so she does like retreats and Yoga and yeah, roller Utah, fitness. Utah yoga and wellness. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Utah yoga and wellness. It's a great spot too. And she does um, yoga, like a different type of yoga. It was like therapy yoga. Therapy yoga. Yeah. yeah. And she actually does that with people mm-hmm. and it sounded really cool. I think it helps they with can, trauma and different yeah, things. They can yeah. work through it while they're doing yoga, which I think sounds like it would be really awesome. So yeah, we love talking with her. She was really cool. Yeah, she was really cute. Um, and then we had, 
Jorge on, and we talked about him a little bit earlier, I think, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was in a, an accident when he was 19 where he was paralyzed. He was, became a paraplegic. He was a world-class, like world champion trick skier. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just so thoughtful. Yeah. Wise. Like saying, I mean, you can't, I don't know. Talking to him was just really amazing. He was yeah. really, really awesome. Just inspiring. Just mm-hmm. made you want to be a more like kind and more, like, be inspired and do what you love. Cause he even after being paraplegic went on to be a, um, trick skier. Like, yes. Yeah. The, like world champion mm-hmm. trick skier with, in the disabilities. Yes. And he'd also been like a middle school principal. Yeah. Right. He had a lot of life he had a lot of different stuff. Oh, and lived in Mexico and then moved to Orlando. Yeah. And then he helps his son cause his son also does, um, the trick skiing, yeah, and he had some really cool perspective about being a parent too. Mm-hmm. I loved hearing like his thoughts about that, and and just such a good person. Yeah, I feel like almost every time he talked, I was like, "Wow, that was amazing." Yeah, we're like, <laughs> how do we even narrow down like quotes from him? I it's, know it's he one had, big yeah, beautiful big, quote. It was really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> he was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and so then we talked to Nicole Cure, and she is a really cool person. She's a painter. She does abstract painting and lives in Miami area. And she shared with us about like Barranquilla, Colombia when she was young. So that was kind of the beginning of her story. But then she had like a sudden onset of, um, inner ear issues, which I guess turned out to be like vestibular disorders and Meniere's disease. And so it was really hard because she went from being a totally normal functioning adult to having this disability that just like put her in bed for months. Yeah. She couldn't figure like out vertigo what, and yeah. nauseousness and just not feeling ringing in her ears. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. lost a little hearing in one of her ears as well. Yeah. And it's, she's more, I think, I mean, I don't know if you'd full on say like remission or, but because she still deals with issues on the daily, it sounds like, but she's just really like using her art to advocate for these kind of issues. Like she called it invisible illnesses, which I really liked because we all know people with chronic illness. It's hard to understand because it's not always super visible. Like it's not something that you can see, Oh, that's their disability, but it is a disability. It makes them not be able to function the way that they want to. Right. So I thought her whole message was really cool. And She's one of those, like I scroll through her feed and I get just like lost for like a half hour. I'll be like looking at all her paintings. Mm -hmm. And then she has videos sometimes of doing paintings. I I just love so therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. Definitely beautiful. She's She's really talented. And oh, I guess. So if we move on to the next, um, category, Uh um, was my sister-in-law Katia. So Katia and Nicole grew up together in Barranquilla. Oh, right. And that's yeah. how we found out about Nicole was through Katya. She's like, oh, you got to interview my friend. She's so talented and she deals with this, you know, disorder, but she's an advocate and she, you know, does all these things to help people and to help raise awareness and all of that. So, right. Um, so yeah, so they're both from Columbia. They grew up together, went to the same Catholic yeah. all girls school. That's right. Yeah. Stuff. They even, so, yeah. And Katya's interview was really fun. So it's hers was Katya Garn and she, just shared about, yeah, growing up in Columbia, moving here, meeting her husband, who is Chantel's brother-in-law. And it was fun to hear about that. And then she also talked about, like, she's a Zumba instructor. Mm-hmm. She just had a lot of good, like, life perspectives. Yeah, and she also had a lot of quotes where it's like, oh, that was really powerful. I know. Like, that was a really good way of looking at things, like, kind of, really kind of advice for getting through hard things and how things mm-hmm. will really be okay and you just have to get through the storm and then you'll see the sun. I mean, she just had mm-hmm. all these different analogies and that's how she is as a sister-in-law. Like she just really 
has a beautiful way with words and kind of like mm-hmm. Jorge, it's funny because they both, and even Nicole have English as their second, second language for all of them. They all speak Spanish, but their English is so beautiful. Yeah. The words that they use and how they describe things. And it might be because Spanish is kind of a beautiful language and they use descriptive words a lot, but it like carries on into yeah. their English and it's just really, and they I all are so like things. heartfelt and mm-hmm. just, just putting things. I think like, like they beautiful... have like a lot of compassion and passion, like passion yeah. for things and then compassion for others. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good way. They were really, yeah. Katya is really cool. I like her. Yeah. Mom. And she also talked about losing her dad. Yeah. And then I can't remember in the interview if we talked about her mom, cause her mom actually ended up having a stroke after her dad died. So just kind of dealing mm. with parents and losing parents and having parents, become ill and that kind of leads us i would say to marina who we had on just two weeks ago oh right and her she had so many things in her story but part of her story is also losing both her parents before she was 40 right which i can you know would really shape you but um yeah and a lot of hers was about um like growing she grew up well she moved around a lot to different like lived in different countries she spent some time in france she spent some time in japan and and she explains that like living in Japan really made her feel different for the first time mm-hmm. and then kind of led her to want to advocate for others that are different, you know, down the road. It just kind of gave her that compassion yeah. early on in right. her life because she was like 17 when that happened. And yeah, and so, I think some of us take for granted, like we will probably never be in a position like that yeah, where we yeah. are the different one. Um, a lot of us just kind of fit in and just look like everybody else. But she put herself, she was doing high school in Japan and she was the, mm-hmm. you know, minority and kind of how that felt. And so, yeah, I thought that was really cool how it led into her advocacy today yeah. with the ACLU and with Equality Utah. So yeah, yeah. She w- works here in Utah and it was super interesting to hear her talk about like the Utah state legislature and how she, she advocates for the organizations that she works for with the lawmakers to pass bills. Yeah. So and she like negotiates them and negotiates yeah. and listens to them and they share each other's sides and how important it is to hear each side. And then she did talk about, which I thought was interesting was just the importance of free speech. Oh which yeah. I think sometimes these days we're like, wow, these people should not talk because they're so mm-hmm. hateful or, but if we silence one person, we're silencing everybody. And if we silence people, we can't get to a conclusion or a, common ground or something right so we have to be able to you know speak and the importance of that so yeah she it was really good i she even used the example of there was like an organization that want that were actually um sympathizers with the nazi party yeah they want to do a parade through a town that was mainly um like refugees from or yeah or was it poland or yeah yeah. but the aclu actually stood up for them and being like they need their free speech too you know even if it's hateful even if it's like like you really so, hard to yeah. hear and harsh where she was just like you free speech, you know, needs to go to all groups and everything. So I thought that was a really interesting way. She kind of started off explaining that to us. Yeah. And I would think that I would automatically be like, no, they shouldn't be able to do that. They shouldn't be able to. Have I know, parade. but it's like, but that's not, that's mm-hmm. not what America is. Right. And that's not what our freedoms are. So I, I yeah. liked that. And, and it's actually true. Like if you t- start taking away things you don't agree with, then I don't, it's it gonna, doesn't really become America. Anymore. Yeah. 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 And you almost like need that contrast sometimes to realize, oh no, that's not what we right. want. Or then to not be too extreme, to take the extremes, but come to a more of an understanding in the middle is yeah. kind of, you know, a good way yeah, to. Yeah. And that's what she talked about what she does in her job. And yeah, so that anyways, was, it was really good. That was awesome. So really. I think that was all of our episodes. Is that everyone? Yeah. Okay. I think we talked we about We kind of did a quick <laughs> overview and we didn't always say their first and last name, but yeah, if you just scroll if there's any yeah. that sounded interesting to you that maybe you haven't heard yet, um, 
yeah, they're, they're all up there. And also on our Instagram, we put like, I always like to see a picture of who was mm-hmm. getting interviewed. So there's photos of everyone and it's fun usually to with see. just them or their family or whatever that they do. Yeah. You know, like if their their art or their, yeah, or yeah, ties into their story that they shared. So yeah, it's been really cool. Like what we didn't really say earlier, what I think was interesting, what we've realized is I remember when we did our first trailer episode, we were like talking about these kind of transitions and, Oh, we think this is what the podcast is going to be, but we didn't really know what it was yeah, going to turn out to be. Yeah. But there's now what we're realizing is like, there's so many life transitions. I mean, we said that before, but now we can kind of see it firsthand. There's so mm-hmm. many different things, so many stories of people. Like it's almost like we've just scratched the surface Yeah, because it led one subject or one person inter- you know, we interview is like, Oh, that leads to another idea or mm-hmm. another transition we haven't even thought of yet. So yeah. we are really excited to have more guests in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like that Bruce Feeler book that we talked about in our first episode is it's called life is in the transitions because that all, that's all that life really is, is mm-hmm. transitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. I mean, whether it's a transition from like a kid to an adolescent, to an adult or yeah, yeah moving or graduating from high school or whatever mm-hmm. it is, like they're so it's yeah. constant transitions. Those are like the lives. pivotal points in life. So really as we thought about it, we're like, there's so many different things we could talk about, which mm-hmm. kind of leads us. We did kind of want to ask like, if people have ideas for topics that we maybe haven't thought of or yeah. Or if you know a person that we could reach yeah. out to an interview that has a topic that would be interested interesting. In. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd love to hear ideas. We've had actually a couple people reach out like with, Oh, you should interview this person. Yeah. Some so, of our interviews came from that. Just yeah. From other people telling us. Yeah, so. they have. So, you know, you can reach out to us over Instagram, like send a direct message or you can email us. Um, it's just beautiful shifts at Gmail. Gmail. Yeah. yeah. If you have any ideas, or advice or comments. Um, yeah. But, but we want to cover subjects that people are interested in, that they want to hear about or listen to people that you, you know, even yeah. if you yourself want to be on. Yeah. I mean, if you have a great story to share or if you know someone, I mean, that's sometimes the way that we find out about. Speaking of feedback and just like reaching out, you know, we've said at different times on our podcast, I think we did record a little intro that we've done on the last couple ones about yeah. leaving reviews and ratings and like following and subscribing to the podcast. But if you don't already do that, it really would be helpful. And it's not just something that podcasters say just to yeah. like have it there. It really is. It helps us a lot. Super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So we really, um, if you listen to this podcast, I mean, you know, this is small. We're not making any money off of this. I mean, maybe hopefully down the road, it could become a little bit more of like a career right now. It's super just a hobby, which we love. Right. But to like make it so that Anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is if, if you're enjoying it and you want to help us out, yeah, that's a can, way you can help us out. Yeah, yeah. If you go rate it on either Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. And then yeah. if you write a review, that's really helpful too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of puts us up, I think, however the algorithms work or how Apple or how they maybe even like push different podcasts. Yeah. I think that's what, that'll be more likely for them to like recommend it in the different categories, the more reviews and ratings it has so that they can see that people are enjoying it and listening and stuff. So yeah, we just really appreciate it. If you know, you just took a quick, I mean, it really can be a super simple review. It doesn't have to be anything. Yeah. Big long or anything. Yeah. Just something really simple. So yeah. So yeah. So thanks for listening and thanks for being supportive. Yeah. Um, we can kind of wrap this up here, but we can maybe each talk about, we wanted to maybe talk about like the podcast that kind of resonated with us the most. And then we want to talk a little bit more about our um, title and just kind of reiterate why we chose that title. And it may be apparent which one I, well, of course my sister and my daughter meant a lot to me because 
Um, I love them so much. And even though I was part of their stories, I didn't know all the stuff that they thought or that they went through or anything. So it was really kind of cool to hear their story firsthand and to share it with others in hopes that, you know, it can inspire someone in some way. Um, so I loved talking to them. Um, my sister-in-law the same way, like I just wanted to share her positivity and happiness with others because Mm -hmm. she's just so, she just really is kind of a wise person that has so much positivity and makes you feel so amazing every time you're around her. She just compliments you and makes you feel really like you can do anything. So yeah, she is. <laughs> She's so great. I like her. Um, so yeah. So other than my family, cause of course I just loved to interview them. I would probably have to say Jorge was really, um, inspiring to me. And it might be like I talked about earlier that I got to meet him in person and I just felt honored that he would want to take the time. I mean, he's in a wheelchair and I mean, obviously he's been in a wheelchair a long time. He gets around pretty great but it is amazing how little things you don't even know how hard it is to be in a wheelchair but I mean but he doesn't also at the same time he doesn't let that stop him Mm -hmm. and he talked about that a little bit in his interview about how if we can all it helps all of us if we're helping people with disabilities because then more people can be in more spaces and we can be Mm -hmm. more of a community and be together and anyway he was just so inspiring I mean really it just made me want to think of it helped me think of things a different way it helped me feel inspired to always kind of try to see the good and the whatever, you know, whatever happens to you, you have to kind of rise above it and, and hopefully use it to help others. Yeah. And one thing, like you left feeling really uplifted and inspired, but it wasn't because it was heavy. Right. Because he didn't really focus on, well, he kind of did focus on more mentally how it was hard to Mm -hmm. like think about, you know, this is my new life in this way, but I don't know. It just felt so hopeful. Like you kind of felt left excited about like, wow, this life is a gift. Yes. And where yes. I'm so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And, and then just seeing someone like him and what he's done. I don't know. It just kind of gave me, I, I feel like I said this too, but like this hope for humanity almost more. Yes. It's just like a yeah. really beautiful, I mean, yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you. He's for sure. Just one of the top people I've ever been like had the pleasure of getting to yes, know at all, yes. you know, he was a really cool, cool person. Right. And I'd have to say just to add one more really quick. I know I said one, <laughs> but it's so hard because they're all so good. But I would say that, um, Mason's story. Oh yes. It's so hard to hear. It's so hard to even imagine to comprehend how that would feel, but it's more of what he's doing today and really why he's alive still. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it was really hard not to not want to die because his family died and but he kind of knew like I have something that maybe I can do to share and the I mean mm-hmm. something I can do to help the world and I need to share my story yeah. and I think he you know part of it too like I feel like I've been a little bit more like I had read more about stoicism and I really kind of resonated with that and I I yeah. just feel like he is already helping so many people I think so fa- like so quickly I think they're podcast group, but mainly they're speaking. I think they go around and speak to different schools and, um, detention centers and businesses and can just, and I think every time they say someone comes up to them and says, I needed to hear your story. I needed to feel yeah empowered or in to move on or to go on with life and not give up. And so super powerful. Yeah, I know. I, Mason and Sam, yeah, they're both awesome, awesome guys. And I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I, I'm just so grateful we got to talk to them and their stories are, it's kind of, um, I think even in the title we put like unimaginable, like yeah. it really is, but it's awesome what they're doing. So yeah, they're great. And then the one I thought of that has just stood out to me is Holly Weaver. Yeah. And I loved her and 
every single one of our interviews. I look at every single one and I'm like, these are all like we've talked about when we oh, yeah. highlight each of them. them. It's like, wow, every one, every so... single one. Yeah. I don't even know if there's one. I, I was mean, inspired or like, yeah, like it hit me. Like everyone, someone said something that like really. Yeah. And just, resonated. I think that they're all just amazing people. And that's one cool thing about this podcast too, is like, you realize, wow, there's a lot of incredible people out there, but really like everyone is. I mean, yeah. that's what you realize is. I think it's just when you, it's like that quote that we talked about in the very beginning. Okay. It's the Fred Rogers quote, which he says, um, frankly, there isn't anyone you couldn't learn to love once you've heard their story. And we talked about that in the very first, our trailer episode. That was like one of our that was, inspiration. Yeah, and we didn't have any, hadn't even interviewed anybody. Yeah, yet. we hadn't, but we kind of knew because, mm-hmm. you know, we talked to enough people and have friends and, and family. We listen to podcasts and, that we have learned. And yeah. Lo- yeah. And so I feel like talking to all these people has really made that I mean, we knew, we already knew it was true, but it's even kind of solidified that more Mm. to us that that's the truth. Um, so anyway, they're all amazing, but Holly was cool. Like, I think what I love about her is she's just kind of a normal person, but she had to, had gone through something really hard, you Mm. know, the, the loss of her sister to her drug addiction. But Holly had this like super eloquent way of, well, first of all, she talks about the story and is very like honest about sometimes the things that she kind of wishes maybe she would have done a little bit differently and, and just how hard that was. Like it felt really real and raw and true. And then she goes on because, you know, like we said before, she's a yoga instructor. So I feel like that trickles over with it, Mm -hmm. just her wisdom and some of the things that she shared. And it was right around the time of the new year. And I remember her saying that a couple of those words that she shared about, um, were like her themes for the new year. Oh yeah. One of them was, um, equanimity in, yeah, and impermanence and impermanence. Yeah. yeah. And so if you haven't heard it, I would just strongly suggest going back and listening to the story. And again, yes, it's a heavy topic, but it's another one of those, which almost is all of ours. Actually. I feel like sometimes people might come across, well, this is, I'll come back to that. Anyway, <laughs> Holly's amazing. <laughs> she just had a way with words and was so thoughtful and just like well spoken and i just really really liked her and i think it was cool i really liked her mom too karen they're both amazing people but just kind of hearing the story and kind of almost feel like even though i never knew them before i almost feel like i i have the gift of like knowing their family right now. and they're you I know mean, obviously i've said i grew up with with their yeah. family and they are amazing people yeah they and seem I just like love such cool so people yeah and i thought it was just so nice that they both were willing to be on and share about that i mean everyone that's been on and shared about difficult things in their lives. But yeah, I loved Holly and I was, I'm just think it's awesome. This 5k that she does every year and yeah, she just seems to really care about people. So yeah, she thought awesome. it was awesome. Yeah. He actually, she uh, saved my daughter because my daughter had oh, like yeah. bought her own plane ticket to get to Hawaii to visit her friend. And she was like, so proud of herself, but she did it through this, like some company that was like four different flights. Yeah. And anyway, it worked out that she missed her flight in Vegas. And so Holly so graciously went to the airport, picked Whitney up, let her sleep at her house, fed Aww. her, and then drove her back to the airport the next day to catch the Oh, wow. I didn't realize. I know she stayed with her, but I didn't know she yeah. like drove her around. Oh, yeah. And... Oh, yeah. She oh, picked her up. Cool. And so See, Holly she is, is awesome. an awesome person. Yeah. Holly, we love you. <laughs> yes. She's so uh, great. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think it's cool to see, like you said, the that you can't, you have to, you love people once you hear their story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so great. Cause that was kind of our theme and our idea as we were coming up with even the title, we had played around with different, um, titles. And I think we, but when we were choosing our title, we kind of have a, had a few different ideas. And I think one of the reasons why we found, we, you know, landed on beautiful shifts is because obviously these shifts we go in, these transitions we go through in life, somehow, even with the really hard stories or people you read about that have gone through hard things, 
they're always still able to find beauty. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's what I was thinking about earlier is all these stories. Like I was just thinking about like, if someone just saw the titles of some of our, and they could be like, wow, this sounds like a heavy podcast, but all these people, yes, they've been through some hard things, but I don't ever feel like I leave like feeling weighed down. It's like you leave feeling the opposite Mm -hmm. and you leave feeling like invigorated and like, wow, humans are capable of some amazing things. They can go through hard things. Not every episode is someone going through something super hard, but a lot are, you know, because that's what life is. Right. And I think life is too, what we talked about earlier, like connecting with people. And so when you just listen to people's stories and you connect with them, it does give you the like, feel like gives you the strength to go through things or to make it through things or to help other people and just brings compassion and understanding and, yeah, it's been such a cool experience. I, yeah. I'm just grateful. Yeah, and that, that kind of goes back to how we were saying earlier, like the connection and the vulnerability. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be like the literal connection of like, oh, I'm meeting this person. Right. But it's just the connecting the that story you got or, to hear, hear mm-hmm. their story. Like if one of our guests gets to connect through someone else, so they may, may never meet them in real life, but it might really resonate with them or something mm-hmm. like I may never talk to Holly again. I mean, hopefully I do, <laughs> but still it was super, it really resonated right. with me. So right. there's just the cool connection of, I guess like, actually, this sounds funny, but thank you to media and technology that, yeah, that I mean, that's possible. Wait, that comes up know? a lot too, like kind of the yeah. bad things about social media. But I think a lot of times it, it comes to the conclusion, like it can be used for really good things Yeah, and that you can either find someone that's gone through something like you have, you can listen to these stories, you can find information on like the changes organization that Terry has with people going through with their loved ones being addicted, or you yeah. can like with Nicole's foundation or, or Holly's 5k, like there's just a way to get the word out faster and mm-hmm. to more people that, that can help. That's helping. Yeah. And we kind of talked about that a little bit in different ways, but we live in like such a cool time. Yeah. Like whenever, when, when else in the whole history of the world, never could you right. hear all, like get all these perspectives of different people. You almost feel like you're learning a whole different life by hearing someone's mm-hmm. story, you yeah. know? And then I, I mean, going back, like I remember in our women's episode, we talked about how it's such a great time to be alive for women too. And I know a lot of our listeners are women, but anyway, just, just all in all, I just feel a little, a lot of gratitude, like whether it's connecting with other people or just realizing all the advocacy work that we're learning about that didn't used to be there where, um, I don't know. Yeah. It brings kind of all goes back to gratitude. Isn't that how we started this out? Talking about gratitude. That was our very first thing. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we have loved doing this podcast. We love our listeners and our guests and we're so grateful like we said for all of you and for this yes. just opportunity to talk to amazing people yeah and yes and thank awesome. you for letting us just kind of rehash all our guests and how much we love them and yes. thank you <laughs> i hope that our guests hear this thank you so yes. much for being on we really really appreciate it like sometimes at the end of an interview when i'm listening i'm like man i didn't say like i think i was so blown away with everything they shared i wish i would have been a little more expressive of how grateful i am for them being so vulnerable, yes, sharing yes. their stories, making the time for us, like yeah. all of those things. So if you've been on and, and shared, like we just love you and are so yeah, grateful for you. So very grateful for yeah. you, just your support and being willing. And it's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you next season. Yes. In season yes. two. We'll, we'll kind of, back. yeah. Follow us on Instagram so you can see the updates when we'll kind of put some things out there during the summer, but we'll come back and let you know when we're starting up with our next guests and yeah. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Yes, thanks. Have a great summer and have lots of fun. Yes, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, see ya. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love if you subscribed to the podcast and followed along as we continue hearing more inspiring stories. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beautiful Shifts Podcast. 
where we will post updates with our latest interviews. We'd like to thank the band We the Lion for giving us permission to use their beautiful song Move Along for our podcast. Take a minute to listen to the song and the lyrics and enjoy. I find a way to know myself All my thoughts are mine again And begin to understand where to go Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey as my own Feel the strength right in my bones All I want is to believe Life is my own Life is my own I'll start again, my mind is free Take a chance, I won't be wrong Yes, now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey